it's time to talk about our next round of candidates for our three-room apartment. Dang it, bro. Our first candidate is brought to us from Tiff Franks and Krista Voss. Mm-hmm. And I like to do this now, but Tiff beat Chris by only 46 minutes. Ah, uh, you got to be quick. And the candidate is Keith Flint. Okay. Do you know who Keith Flint is? No. We're already off to a bad start. Keith uh-huh. Flint, the iconic Essex singer and member of the band The Prodigy, was discovered at around 8 a.m. on the morning of March 4th after police and paramedics were called to the property. Have you heard of the band The Prodigy? No. The Prodigy's co-founder, dang it, Liam Howlett <laughs> said Keith Flint had taken his own life. He was 49. Oh. Howlett, who founded The Prodigy with Flint in their hometown of Braintree, Essex, wrote, The news is true. I can't believe I'm saying this, but our brother Keith took his own life over the weekend. Famed for his devil horns haircut and intense stage performances, the iconic 90s musician was performing as recently as February in New Zealand on a world tour set to run until May. Here's a little background on the band The Prodigy. They emerged from the underground rave scene of the early 1990s to become one of UK's biggest bands. Flint was originally a dancer for the group, but took center stage when the band decided to feature him as a vocalist on their best-known hit, Firestarter, the single which launched him as an icon in 1996. They reached number one in the UK single charts with Firestarter and Breathe and ultimately notched up six number one albums. Jeez. I didn't know the name of that band was The Prodigy. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just Prodigy. No, it's actually The Prodigy. Yeah, I totally know who this band is. Oh, okay. Well then, Adam, does Keith Flint, the face of the band The Prodigy, deserve to join Luke Perry as the second resident in our current apartment? I mean, I feel like they were... I, it's it's a tough question because I feel like for me, they were super influential like in the movie, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. And when I heard Breathe for the first time, like, I lost my mind. Yeah. Well, um, I think the rest of the group would lose their mind if we didn't put them in an apartment. <laughs> I cer- I've, <laughs> I've certainly heard of The Prodigy. I didn't... I, I wasn't into them, so I didn't know... I didn't know Keith Flint's name or the other... Uh, what's his name? Liam Howlett. I just wasn't into their scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I remember Firestarter. That was a very impactful video, you know. Obviously, with him yeah. and his devil haircut or however, whatever they devil horn haircut. Yeah. Um, again, those weren't my sensibilities. I, I, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. I probably wouldn't let Keith Flint in. But this is probably the first time we've ever had this conversation where the tables are probably turned. Uh-huh. If you feel strongly enough that Keith Flint the face of the band The Prodigy deserves to be in an apartment, I will capitulate. But I will tell you, if it was just up to me, I would not put Keith Flint in. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's tough because I feel like he had a lot of influence, but... I mean, I'll, I'll leave it up to you, whatever you decide. I mean, or if you want to take it to a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I have okay. a feeling if we take it to a poll, he's going in because he got a pretty strong response from, I think, Paul and a handful of others. Yeah. But if you just want to avoid that step, and if you want to put him in, then I'll go along with that. Well, I'm trying to see, you know, because, uh, man, this is tough. This is tough, tough, tough. 
He well, was a motorcyclist. I, I, I think we've said, what'd you say? He's a motorcyclist. <laughs> oh, well, not anymore. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> but, but, um, Remember, you can't just run a poll. We've we've actually elevated. Now you have to make a run a poll and make a case for him. So if it goes to a poll, there's a little bit of homework that has to be done on behalf of those that want him to be in. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I feel like that they have some really, really influential, like, I mean, some real influence in a time in music that was, you know pretty intense i mean that it was like around the matrix time i think they used it in the matrix like some of their music um so i think that like as far as that genre goes yeah um that being said um as much as i love them like i didn't know the guy's name you know and the first thing that came on was not the band prodigy like flint you know like i don't think about this really aggressive electronic you know voice saying now play my game you know like it's right. it's it's right. crazy so i think that that's kind of a big and they don't have a humongous discography um and as much as i feel like they have influence i feel like that we would be inconsistent if we let them in and there are others that we have not for less well in my mind my bar is relatively high for who gets a spot in an apartment and so i you know i i've probably um I probably backed off a little bit on what my standard is just because I don't think that the group the group standard is as high as mine. Yeah. So again, I wouldn't let him in, you know. And you actually just made a pretty good case for not letting him in. I mean, if he's got a short resume. I didn't I, I mean, mean uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's well, I mean my my research is cursory, but I'm also not seeing any awards. Oh, that's a good point. You know, so I I mean, I it's kind of like one of those things where I feel like that they they have had a ton of influence, but they haven't really done much. And I don't know, like, and I, but I think that the influence that they have had, and as much as I enjoy it, is it, you know, like, I mean, are they a true celebrity? How would celebrity you compare apartment? them to to um, Kurt Cobain? I know well, you're. I, mean, I, I know you're not a big fan of Nirvana, yeah. so so put that aside. But but compare them to Kurt Cobain. And there's no comparison. I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of Nirvana's music, and I think that, you know, Kurt Cobain, while he was alive, was a whiny guy. Um, and he was a humongous rock star, and his influence directly impacted the music industry for years. Yeah. So, and okay. that one, it's a no-brainer. But this guy, as I'm saying, like, I think that he's niche. He doesn't have a super, you know, large body of work. He's known well, you know, that kind of stuff, but I don't think he's done... I mean, I feel like we, we didn't let in a bass player of like, you know, before. And I feel like this is kind of like that, where he's probably a little further along, Keith Flint, but yeah. I, I don't. And this is paining me to say it because I really like Prodigy. Um, <laughs> I mean, fine. We, we've had the discussion. I thought you made a very strong case about your opinion. Make the call. Yeah. No, I, I think that we have to maintain a high standard of the apartments. I do too. I mean, that that's you really know? where I'm coming from. I think that just because I like them doesn't make his case stronger. Okay. So make it official. Yeah, I think I unfortunately I think that Keith Keith may not get in. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll probably wrestle with this decision, and if I do wrestle with it more, then I'll make a poll and run the background. Well, no, no, no. See, here's how this works: is if someone disagrees with right now, our decision is Keith Flint does not get in. Yeah. If someone feels so strongly that they want to run a poll. 
and they want to present a case counter to yours, then that's on them. That's fair. But what if I want to run a case counter to my own? <laughs> well, then you should, then you should vote differently right now. <laughs> no. Yeah. And this is tough, man. I think, I think musicians are, are specifically tough because music means a lot to a lot of people. But I think if we're going off the merit that we've had before, he doesn't meet the qualification. Okay. There you go. All right. Moving on to our next candidate. He was brought to us by Keith. That is King Kong Bundy. Pro wrestler King Kong Bundy has died on Monday, March the 4th. Uh, actually, the same day as Keith Flint, if you're keeping notes at home. And you know what Keith Flint didn't have? 116 acting credits. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, well, uh, and here's an interesting note. Multiple articles about his death said that he was 61. He was actually 63. Uh-huh. So even two months later, the cause of his death and the other details are unknown, which I think is kind of weird. But here's a little more about him. Bundy, whose real name was Christopher Pallies? Pallies. Christopher Pallies was born in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the six foot four, 458 pound wrestler made his World Wrestling Federation debut in 1981. He was best known for facing Hulk Hogan in 1986 in a steel cage match at WrestleMania II, which Hogan won. Bundy also found himself opposite or alongside many of the other biggest names of the era, including Andre the Giant, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, and The Undertaker. Bundy also crossed over into pop culture, making appearances on TV shows, including Married with Children. He also briefly tried his hand at stand-up comedy. Adam, should King Kong Bundy join Luke Perry and be the second person in our seventh apartment? This is tough, dude, because I'm a big fan of wrestling. <laughs> and Well, I was as a child and through my high school years. Right. Um... But I couldn't have I couldn't have named King Kong Bundy. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, like he was in that like Hulk Hogan era under the Giant. You know, I mean, all the, all the wrestlers you mentioned. Yep. And did you just to clarify? Did you say that he had won or had not won any of the title belts? The only one that it talked about the results was WrestleMania two against Hulk Hogan, which he lost. Yeah, because that was on when he was rising. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing that he even won the heavyweight championship match. Well, here's my comment about that. So it said that he found himself alongside many of the other biggest names, including Hulk Hogan. I think I've heard of, I've certainly heard of Andre the Giant. I don't know about Bobby the Brain Heenan. Definitely heard of Ted DiBiase. Of course, I've heard of The Undertaker. Yeah. All of those are bigger names than King Kong Bundy. Yeah, I think that despite his size and you know, he was in that era for sure, but he was in the wrong era probably because he was in I mean, <laughs> he basically was in the golden era of those wrestlers. I mean, cuz really at that was. time he would have been fighting with Ric Flair. I mean, like you know, these are all the people that would have been in that era and 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 they outshine him all. Well, the million dollar man, the undertaker, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan and did I say Ric Flair? Ric Flair, all of them would probably get a spot in an, in an apartment. Without even like a debate. Maybe, maybe Ted DiBiase might be on the fence. And, Dude, and Captain Lou Albano, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. I mean, yeah. He fought everybody good. Yeah. The Macho Man. Dude, Randy Savage. Yeah. So, so all of those to me are 
are bigger names than King Kong Bundy. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say that, you know, because I'm trying to see. He keeps getting disqualified, and I'm not sure he actually won. I don't think he actually even won the belt ever. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, he often lost to Bam Bam Bigelow. Remember that guy? He would get a spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've heard of Bam Bam Bigelow. Maybe I have. Oh, man, I tell you, this is, this is back in the day. But yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm just trying to see if he even won the belt once. Well, I mean, I think if you if he had, you would have found it by now, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and this one this one is an easier choice to me than than Keith Flint. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, Adam, make the call. Yeah, I think that based on things alone, he unfortunately was in the wrong time in wrestling. I think that if he had been either a couple years before or a couple years after, <laughs> not a couple years after, because wrestlers down forever. So, unfortunately, I don't think his his qualifications merit merit the spot. Unfortunately. Okay. Well, then, based on that discussion, King Kong Bundy, you do not get a spot. In one of our three-room apartments. Man, it's tough to deny people a spot, man. You know it is, but I think we're trending in the right direction, Adam, and I think our our criteria actually should get a little harder as we move along. Yes. As, I, think our hard... I think our standards for this, like they are for the show, should be very high. <laughs> That's true, which makes me think I really need to step my game up. <laughs> <laughs> or, because or, would we get in <laughs> please sir. hey god have you heard of gravity beard <laughs> right this way to your apartment <laughs> um, um saint peter please sir <laughs> i have only one question for you all right well that is strike two so i've got one more shot because we only have three candidates today okay the last one is nominated by me oh so, of course, I wouldn't nominate him unless I thought I should get in. So, this, again, is going to rest on your shoulders. I can handle it. I know you can. So, here we go. Adam, Ted Lindsay. Have you heard of Ted Lindsay? Okay. Not by name. Okay. That's okay. That is a strike against him, but we'll continue. Ted Lindsay, Hall of Fame scorer for the Detroit Red Wings, died a few weeks ago at the age of 93. Lindsay packed a fierce combativeness in a slight frame as he helped the Red Wings win seven consecutive NHL championships and four Stanley Cups. He's in. There's no way. The, the, that's a damn near impossible. I've got more. <laughs> Nicknamed Terrible Ted, he played 17 seasons in the National Hockey League, 14 of them with the Red Wings, coming out of retirement for the final one. He was the first NHL player to play 1,000 games, the first one ever a first-team All-Star eight times, and a participant in 11 All-Star games. In Detroit, Lindsay is revered as part of a celebrated triumvirate called the Production Line, in which he <laughs> played left wing alongside Gordie Howe at right wing and Sid Abel at center. In 1950, Lindsay won the Art Ross Trophy as the league's scoring champion. Abel finished second and Howe third. Adam, can you imagine being on a line where all three of you were one, two, and three for the scoring championship. That's insane, dude. It is insane. And I'm still not done. <laughs> all three of those guys were elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame. A battler on the ice, perhaps to compensate for his size, he was only five foot eight and 165 pounds. Wow. And he was heavily penalized, too. He spent 1,808 minutes in the penalty box, the equivalent of 30 full games. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so not I only was that. he a devastating offensive player, 
but he was a troublemaker too. Bill Chadwick, a Hall of Fame referee, spent many nights trying to keep Lindsay under control. He had this to say about him. Ted was a mean hockey player, Chadwick once said, but he was the kind of guy I would have wanted to play for me. He'd do anything to get the puck in the net. After two years in junior hockey, so here's a little bit of his history, he joined the Red Wings at the age of 19 in 1944 and remained with them until 1957. That was the year Lindsay led a group that tried to establish the Players Union because they did not have one before then. Oh, wow. Lindsay took his plans to Jimmy Hoffa, perhaps you've heard of him, the Teamsters Union boss who told him that professional athletes did not need a union. Jack Adams, the Red Wings' longtime general manager, had another response. He traded Lindsay to the Chicago Blackhawks for trying to start a players union. Lindsay recalled that in his first game against his old team, of which he played 14 seasons, he smacked Howe over the head. (laughs) Howe remembered it too. Howe says, I laid him out. Then I asked him if if that was the way he wanted to play. Lindsay got up off the ice, he said, and replied, no, I guess it's not worth breaking up a friendship. (laughs) Lindsay played three seasons in Chicago, 1957 to 1960, retired for four seasons. He He was retired for four seasons and then returned to Detroit for one more season between 1964 and 65. Adam... Does Hockey Hall of Famer Ted Lindsay deserve to join Luke Perry in our seventh apartment? I mean, I feel like he would beat us up in the afterlife if we didn't put him <laughs> into the apartment. Well, perhaps that's true. But but based on the information I just shared with you, does he qualify? I mean, I think because, you know, thinking of like celebrity status, if you win four Stanley Cups, I mean, the, the city is going to love you. Like the the whole league is going to know you. The, the nation's going to know your name. And winning four Stanley Cups is really, really difficult. Yes, it is. I feel like this guy being the number one scorer, everyone's going to know this guy. So in addition to his achievements, he's also a celebrity. Oh, yeah. No, I I think if anybody hasn't heard of him, it's for two reasons. One, he was a hockey player, and they're not nearly as well-known as other athletes. And two, he played a long time ago. Yeah, you're talking like 60 years. So Right, exactly. Okay, well, does he get in? He's in. Totally. Well, well deserved. Excellent. All right. Well, at least we got one out of three. And so Ted Lindsay will occupy the second room in our seventh apartment with Luke Perry. And we will have to wait until after our hiatus when we consider three more candidates to find out who's going to round out that apartment. (laughs) The poor waiting candidates. Yeah. And actually, Casey Jones asked about Dick Dale. He's actually one of our three candidates that we'll discuss in our next episode. (laughs) Unless you feel otherwise, he is in. I have to investigate Dick Dale a little bit, but I would have to say I expect him to get in. Yeah. I mean, he invented a style of playing. <laughs> right. That is still used today and is like basically how California sounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for now, our work is done here. If you'd like to nominate someone for consideration or vote on an existing candidate, you can do that by joining the Gravity Beard interns on Facebook and search Interns Choice Poll. Find us on Twitter by searching at The Gravity Beard. You can share your thoughts via our hotline. That number is 321-465-2180. Thank you to our friend Phil Rude for the illustration we use for our episode art. For my pal, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toaf. This has been Three Room Apartment, a Gravity Beard production. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody.
You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up to the minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.